getting to know Jesus through one another. You're listening to Meet Fern Creek, brought to you by Fern Creek Christian Church. Well, we're here with another episode of Meet Fern Creek, and today we get to interview one of my really good friends, one of my groomsmen, Josh Crabtree. And so welcome to the show, Josh, and uh, you can start just by introducing yourself, telling us about who you are, what you're involved in. Yeah, yeah, you thanks, Matt. Well, yeah, I appreciate you uh, having me on and, and let me come just share a little bit about my life and my experiences with the church. Um, so right now, uh, I'm a senior at the University of Louisville, um, studying accounting and uh, looking forward to, to graduating and moving on and, and stepping into the world, you know, and, and kind of making that transition. Um, yeah, I right now have been able to serve at Fern Creek with the uh, Living Like Jesus team and then uh, helping out with community Christmas and um, kids ministry and things like that. So yeah, it's been a really, really great experience these last few months, getting to meet some new people and, and serve the church and um, yeah, all that stuff. So, what's the what's the live like Jesus team like? I feel like a lot of people don't know what that team is. There are three different teams that go yeah. along with our vision, but tell us about your team. Yeah, yeah. So, um, our team is really centered and focused around uh, discipleship making. Um, so, Rich Teske and Matt Seja are kind of leading that right now. They're they're heading that, um, and they kind of put a group together who they thought um, would have a vision and help create a vision uh, for what discipleship and discipleship making could look like within our church and, and how we could uh, better serve the congregation by giving them tools and um, tips and tricks and things like that uh, to help them grow in their discipleship making skills and then um, just kind of teaching a little bit more about what discipleship making is. So we have kind of, we came up with like kind of our core purpose and uh, what we wanted to do with that team and kind of the direction we wanted to take it. And then from there, um, had like a bunch of this huge whiteboard of ideas and then kind of circled up the, the ones that we were like, all right, these are the ones we want to focus on and the ones that we've heard the Lord uh, calling us to that he thinks our congregation would most benefit from. Um, so, yeah, we kind of came, came to that conclusion. And then um, after that, just kind of fleshed out what that was going to look like um, tangibly for the congregation. And... Uh, we're still in the process of like getting those little kinks worked out, but we've pretty much got it all set up now. So yeah, yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, Lots of big things coming next year that we're excited for. Yeah, um, to launch at the beginning of 2022. So, yeah, it's exciting. Man, stay tuned. I know. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's exactly. cool. I think uh, I've never heard of a church that has teams like this. Yeah, and I think it helps kind of fight the. Um, the, I'm not going to say the American culture, but just culture itself mm. weeding its way into the church with, you know, is the church attracting people to a program, to comfort, like to Sunday mornings, or mm. are they attracting people to discipleship? Yeah. And so your team does a lot to make to make that happen. And hey, we want, we want more than just Sunday yeah. mornings here at Fern Creek. We want you to be living like Jesus, living with Jesus. And so, yeah, yeah I think... Y'all, y'all do such a great job, and you're always meeting here. I feel like you're here more than I am, and I work here, man. <laughs> yeah, during the school year, my Sundays are usually really busy. But, yeah. yeah, it's been really cool. I've loved getting to be part of a church that really prioritizes not just being a 
you know, consumerism-based church, which is a word that gets thrown around a lot, where right. you come in and you, you get fed and then you leave, you know, but we're we're feeding others, you know, so to speak. We're, you know, serving the community, we're serving our congregation, we're serving each other, we're, you know, not just coming in on Sunday mornings, but we're here, you know, for life groups and we're, you know, spending time outside, to spending time together outside of church as well. So. Yeah. I think uh, one of the cool things... Uh, you you demonstrate um, in your relationship with Jesus is, you know, a lot of people think ministry happens at the church you go to, which mm. it obviously can. Yeah. And um, that's great. You know, you're serving at your church and uh, making disciples within your church. Mm. But one of the things I really admire about you is is what you do on UVell's campus and how you take uh, the gospel and it's it's not just a Fern Creek thing to you. It's a mm. uh, Wherever you, wherever Josh Crabtree is, he's he's living like Jesus. He is showing the heart of Jesus to everyone around him. So tell us, tell us about that. Like, um, you know, what you think about that, and what you, you know, things you do on U campus where you're living. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean that that kind of you know, growing up, I never really had a, a concept of what discipleship was. You know, I. I grew up with parents and a family who loved me a lot. They loved Jesus a lot, and they shared the gospel with me a lot. Um, but I grew up going to a really big church and um, a public high school where there wasn't, like, I wasn't being fed, you know, Christian worldview and the gospel on a regular basis. Um, and so it wasn't really until I got to college where I met some people who were involved in a campus ministry called Campus Outreach that really began to open my eyes and, and coming to this church as well and, and getting involved with Rich and meeting him. But uh, it wasn't really until then that I began to understand like why we're Christians, you know, what, what our main goal and what our main purpose as Christians is. Um, and so just spending a lot of time with, you know, my mentors in, in college who um, were on staff with the, the uh, ministry was, it just really opened my eyes, you know, like, Hey, we're, we are the light in a dark world. You know, we're the ones who are being called by God to take his word and share it to people. Like it just growing up for me, I was constantly surrounded by, I mean, I grew up going to public school, but I was constantly surrounded and had friends who were Christians and constantly surrounded by Christians. So I was like, never knew why, but coming to college is like a whole different story. You know, your college is a really dark place. And a lot of people don't realize that, but there's a lot of stuff that goes on that, you know, um, is very worldly and and it can be hard as a Christian to to go to a public college where <clears throat> you're being tempted and peer pressured and all that type of stuff. So yeah, being involved with Campus Outreach, I had a mentor who, you know, he would challenge me like, "Hey, go to the dining hall today and sit with someone you don't know and, you know, share the gospel with them. Just get to know them and and talk about life and all that stuff." Awesome. You know, that was how he met me. You know, that was like one of his jobs and um so yeah, then I I met a friend who uh was involved with campus outreach and he was also involved with the fraternity um, and really encouraged me the summer after my freshman year we had lunch together he was like hey man like I'm in this fraternity and um, got encouraged to do it because of you know the need that there is for the gospel in that in that place and so he was like I can't do it alone though like I need people I need help um, and so I I coming into college had no no uh, was not planning at all on joining a fraternity, you know, like Greek life wasn't my thing, partying, all that type of stuff. Um, but I just began to pray about it and, and think about it a little bit more and talk to him. And, you know, I just felt the Lord like 
dude, I need you here. Like, you, there's a calling and there's a need here, and there's not a lot of people that are doing this, and so I need you to take this this step of faith and do that. And so I decided to, and I, you know, had had no idea what was going on, what was going to happen, like all this type of stuff. I just I had to trust that the Lord, and then I, that also my friends were gonna, you know, help guide me through the process, and um, that I would have to trust them. And so yeah, ever since then. Um, gotten to meet a lot of really cool, really cool guys, um, share the gospel with them, build relationships with them, and um, just kind of see a little bit of, of light starting to form, you know. Um, and it's tough being a senior, having to leave, you know, because you don't know what's going to happen when you leave. But um, just continuing to have to trust that the Lord, that we're the ones planting the seeds, um, but that the Lord is the one who's going to, to water them and allow them to grow and just continue to do do what he does and and save people. So, yeah. I feel like behind every good disciple, there's there's a mentor. Oh, hundred. I yeah. I feel like everybody. Hundred percent. If there's somebody I get to know, and I'm like, man, they they seem like a really cool like follower of Jesus. Yeah. And then you ask them about their story. There's somebody. Yeah. Advising them, mentoring them, guiding them through through processes what's that been like having a mentor yeah it's been i mean man it's it's amazing i wouldn't i wouldn't trade it for the world but yeah you know it's like like i was talking about it's such a god thing just how it happened like obviously i i you know wanted christian leadership in my life um from someone who weren't wasn't my parents because it's you know that relationship can be kind of hard sometimes but (laughs) yeah like i said i was just at the dining hall one day and um, he came up to me, he's like, hey, can I have lunch with you? He's like, yeah, sure. Um, sat down, and I thought he was a college student, just wanting to make friends, and then he started talking about the gospel, and I was like, it's like, yeah, I'm a Christian, like, looking for Christian community on campus and whatnot, and, um, you know, he was talking about how he's married and um, what his experiences were like in college, and just having someone who isn't necessarily, like, a lot older than you, but just a few years older who you can connect with and relate to and um, ask questions to and... Uh, it's just it's it's been really really good and um, just seeing how he interacts with his kids and his wife and um, other staff and other non-believers has been really cool. Like I I tell people all the time, but I've learned more about my faith and about you know me and myself and my relationship with the Lord in just the three years that I've been at U of L than I had previously. You know my 18 years or whatever it was growing up, which you know, says says a lot about, you know, having someone in your life like that who really pushes you and, and guides you and um, is willing to, you know, do anything for you. So Yeah. I think you're right about the college years, though. I, I don't know if you can point to one thing exactly to mm-hmm. explain, like, why it's such a formative yeah. experience. I mean, yeah, I guess you're alone, you know, you're respond, more responsibility, but uh, I, I feel the exact same in my yeah. story that my years of college... It was more maturing and like character development mm-hmm. those four years than the whole rest of my life. Yeah, I don't crazy. know what I was doing I in high school. <laughs> That's, yeah, I was saying like in high school, you know, I I thought that I was you know doing what I was supposed to be doing. And I thought that I just had a whole different view of what what Christianity was, and coming into college just like completely flipped that for me and changed that. And yeah, looking back, it's it's been a really cool journey for me to go on personally. Yeah. So as you think about the next 10 years, mm. like what what's next for you? Yeah. And maybe it's five years, I don't know yeah. if it's 10 years, but 
you know, what's what's next for you? You graduate and, and what are you what are you looking to do? Yeah. I I've kinda like wrestled with that a little bit recently just because, you know, college is is a place where, you know, you're constantly busy, you're constantly doing stuff, you're constantly around people and you have a lot of free time, which is really good. Um and you it feels like, you know, you don't have to have yourself, your life together yet. You don't have to have everything planned out, but now it's getting to the point where it's like, all right, got to have a little bit of structure in my life, and I, you know, got to start thinking about what I'm going to do moving forward and, and all that stuff. Um, but it's, yeah, transitioning into, out of college and into the business world is going to be, I think, a little bit weird for me. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that, that I uh, just want to continue to do is um, just be faithful and, you know, no matter where where we're at or what I'm doing, um, just continue to serve the Lord in whatever capacity that might look like, um, whatever he's called me to. Um, and one of the things that my, my, men, my mentor would talk to me a lot about was um, like compartmentalizing. Because I, when I was a freshman and sophomore, I did that a lot. Like I'm going to, you know, I have my circle of life, you know, in class and I have my circle of life with my roommates and then I have my circle of life with campus outreach and then um, like the business school or like all the this other stuff I'm involved in and then and then I have my circle of life with like church and Jesus and, mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. He was like, Why can't all of those circles just be combined into one big circle, you know, where mm-hmm. Jesus is this, this center and the heart of all of those things that you're doing instead of, you know, focusing on each of them individually. And so I think that was one of the biggest takeaways that I've had that that I want to uh, transition into my life after college into the workforce is um, no matter what I'm doing, you know, whether I'm hanging out with my friends or, you know, playing basketball or, you know, at work, you know, those those are all things that, you know, Jesus should still be the center of and the focus of. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, transitioning into that is going to be, I think, a, a, a big, you know, thing to to have to, <clears throat> to do, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think that's a really healthy way of looking at it. And one of the things... I don't know, take this, as Ralph Pickering always says, Ralph Pickering's a member on the worship team, he says, my opinion in a dollar six will get you a Coke from McDonald's. <laughs> so, but, you know, oftentimes in our walk with Jesus, we do face decisions where there is a right and a wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like, should I should I have lustful thoughts yeah. about somebody? No. Yeah. Okay, that's wrong. There, There's a right and a wrong. But I right. think... In some decisions you make, exactly like you're saying, it doesn't matter where you're at, it doesn't matter what exactly you do, but as long as you're following Jesus in that, then, and I think that's especially true of a career decision. Mm-hmm. Like oftentimes we think, okay, one way is God's way and the other is not Yeah. in terms of our career. Yeah. And I just don't think that's the case at all. Yeah. And I had to learn that because, I mean, you know a little bit of my story. When I was at Southland and got three no's. Yeah, yeah in Lexington I was devastated because in my mind that way was the right way that was God's way mm-hmm. and nothing else yeah and so coming to Fern Creek you know I thought oh man like Lord I know I didn't make it where you wanted me to mm-hmm. but like just continue to be with me but then as I've been here I'm learning like oh no this was God's way because I'm following Jesus where I'm at yeah you know so I, I wish we talked to more more college students about that. That yeah. there's in terms of your career, there's not mm-hmm. a right way or a wrong way. Yeah. It's just 
whatever you do, follow Jesus. Yeah, and that's one thing that, yeah, like I said, I've, I've kind of wrestled with that a lot recently just because being so involved with Campus Outreach, it's like, man, like I see the work that they're doing and, you know, I, I really want to be a part of it. There's times where I'm like, I'm, I really want to be a part of that and I really want to do that, you know, but I'm like, is that really what the Lord's called me to, you know? And then there's other times where I'm like, oh, I really want to, you know, become a CPA and, and go into that field and, you know, have a professional career. But then I'm like, but like, how am I going to, you know, serve the Lord through doing that? And then, like oh, you said, yeah. you got to come back to, you know, whatever you're doing. If you're working for the Lord, like you're doing it right. Like that's what Jesus has called you to. That's what the Lord has called you to. And as long as you're serving him and no matter what capacity you're doing, what job you're working, you know, he's going to use you. And, and uh, yeah, so there's there's brokenness yeah. in all, all areas of the world, you know, yeah. no matter... If you're working in a you know skyscraper, or if you're you know a missionary overseas, like God's gonna use you and, and allow you to be a light wherever you're at, as long as you're trusting in Him and walking with Him. So yeah, well, switching to a little bit of a different topic, I think it's yeah. so cool. Like your fun fact, I feel like your party fun fact has to be that you help out with the women's basketball team yeah. at Uville. Yeah, it's awesome that you like. You, like, practice with them. Yeah, yeah, it's been really cool. Um, yeah, I love it. It's great exercise, too. So it keeps me in shape. The freshman 15 had to had to find a way to curb that. So um, How did you get involved with the U of L women's basketball? you just walking down the street and, like, Jeff Walls is standing there like, hey. I, hey, that would be really cool. I wish. But, no, so I, I played basketball growing up and uh, was just involved in rec leagues. And then I played, like, a year in high school and then, thought ah, that, that's not for me I don't want to play in high school anymore but still played you know like I love basketball and play with my friends and whatnot and then uh, going into college my my mom and dad were really good friends with the admissions counselor at L, and she knew that I played basketball and enjoyed it and stuff and she was like hey if you want to you know keep playing whatever the women's basketball team always needs practice players I was like okay I didn't really put much thought into it and then uh I was on campus like one of the first weeks of school and they had like flyers up everywhere like interested in being a practice player contact blah 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 I was like sounds kind of cool so maybe I'll do it so I I emailed the guy and he emailed me back and we chatted for a little bit and then he's like yeah we're gonna gonna play pickup a few times and kind of just get to know everybody and hang out and you know then we'll go from there so the rest is history but yeah (laughs) so I've been doing that for like four years now yeah, it's crazy. That's but, amazing. Yeah. It's been a really cool experience just getting to know all the players and coaches and staff. And, um, you know, they're really good, too. So being a part of that, like, we, I remember, like, one of my most fond memories I have of doing it or, or is a freshman year uh, playing against UConn. You know, and UConn is obviously oh, a big, yeah. big women's basketball powerhouse and big, um, big game for them. And, <clears throat> We were not expect we were not supposed to beat them at all, but man, we came in and we beat them. And that gym was crazy. I think there was like fifteen, sixteen thousand people there at oh, one man. point. Like it was huge. Like for a women's basketball game, that's insane. So it was really cool. And then getting to um, work with the USA Olympic women's basketball team when they came in for an exhibition, and getting to to meet and play with players like Skylar Diggins and Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi and Brianna Stewart, like. <laughs> It was really, really cool. So, yeah, I've had a lot of great experiences with it, and it's been a lot of fun. And and those of you listening, let me tell you, this dude can ball. Uh. <laughs> he can ball. 
And uh, not like not like Matt's old though. Well, here's <laughs> here's the thing is you know I went to HLS, which loved the school. And now now did you know my my high school's now in the what is it called the K yeah, I mean we play Trinity this year. Really? Yeah. You all like you? Yeah, like Arnold's Latin School awesome. plays Trinity. It that's was crazy. Cool. But now, obviously, when I was in high school, we weren't a part of that, and so we were playing. You know, I mean, still some really good programs, but just not to the level of yeah of Trinity. And so, yeah. you know, going into college, I thought, man, I'm a baller. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was so good, and then we go to the JC on UK's campus. Like my first yeah. K week, yeah, and man, I just get my shot blocked. Yeah, there's a guy like hand on the backboard. I, <laughs> I hadn't even seen a hand touch a backboard. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. There's some definitely some <laughs> some athletes in in college that go to the rec center and play ball. So, and I think what I might be most jealous of is I think I was stalking you on Instagram one day, and <laughs> you have this picture, or maybe you sent it in our our group chat, our friend group chat. You sent the picture. Oh, it was the barstool thing on Twitter. You sent in a picture of you hooping. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And I thought that was the coolest picture. Like, this man is in, I mean, you were in the Yum Center, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Going up for a layup on the court. Yeah, they taking pictures and all that stuff. And, like, professional sports. It, yeah, it was pretty cool. No, they, I remember, too, like, freshman year. So they have, like, media day, you know, where all the news outlets come and whatnot and uh, interview the players and watch practice and film practice and uh, they like take pictures and videos and then the next day like my dad sent me an article and I was like in the Courier Journal like Garden Dana Evans you know I was like what the heck me and my roommate were, like were in there it was so funny it was cool though but yeah oh, man. yeah and like the Yum Center is awesome getting to practice there and play there has has been really really cool yeah well dude I'm so glad you're you're part of our church and more than that, that we're friends and yeah. that we got to meet, and uh, I think we'll we'll have a lot to to celebrate for years to come Definitely. as friends. But yeah, tell us, you know, what what Fern Creek has meant to you. Um, you know, we we talked about you know things you do here and ways mm-hmm. you serve, but yeah. like what what about what attracts you to the culture of this place? Yeah, um, and what do you foresee in like the years to come? You know, you're mm. you're in a lot of leadership positions. How yeah. do you see this church maybe growing and um, adapting to, to, to meet the needs of our community. Yeah. Um, no, Fern Creek has been so valuable to me, um, and to my life. You know, I grew up, like I said, going to a huge church and just like we talked about earlier was more of a growing up for me and my experience. It was always a church every Sunday. And then that was it. You know, we, I, I would take it upon myself every once in a while to volunteer if they had opportunities open up, but like, it wasn't like we were there Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday, blah, 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 whatever, like every other day, volunteering and, and going to life groups and whatnot. Um, and so it was a huge culture shock to me to come to Fern Creek for the first time and to see like how much smaller it was than the church I had grown up going to, and but how just how connected it was. Um, and that was the coolest thing for me. So I the way that I actually started coming here was uh, my girlfriend, Jordan Howard, she grew up going here and with her family, um, and I had just kind of, we'd been kind of talking, and I had expressed to her, like, hey, I'd, I'd really like to try Fern Creek, you know, I, I just, I knew the relationships that she had with all of her, her friends growing up, and how close they were, and how they had met through church, and how involved she had been, and gone on mission trips, and things like that, 
so I came and, and tried it out, and yeah, I loved it so much that even when she went away to college, her, her freshman year, our freshman year of college, I'd, we'd only been dating, we hadn't even been dating a year, you know, but um, I started coming to Fern Creek after I went to high school beach camp um, and met all of the people there, um, and they all went away to college, you know, and I, I was still like, man, I love this church so much, and I'm just going to keep going here, you know. I had already met so many cool people, and um, yeah, just it, it was an awesome feel, and, and something that I had always been looking for, um, just, just a small family connected, you know, church who loves other people and loves each other and, and serves each other well, and um, yeah, and you know, that was one of the other things that my that mentor that I talked about um, really pushed me towards and, and really emphasized in my life was just the value of a small church. Um, and not not necessarily a small church, but just a local church, you know, right. um, and and just what that really means, and, and the covenant that the members have with each other and with the Lord, and um, yeah, just how important it is to stay connected. Because in college, you know, it's really easy. A lot of people are coming in from other places, and you know, I I grew up like thirty minutes away, and so um, I really wanted a church home, you know, where I kind kind of could be like my home away from home in college, and. And I really found that here, um, and you know, I just I felt loved every from from the moment that I I walked through the doors. You know, I think like one of the first people I met was Josh Cooper. I feel like everyone says this too, which is so cool because he's an awesome dude. But everyone, you know, yeah. he was like one of the first people I met at high school beach camp, and then coming to church here. And he, man, he's just an awesome dude, and made me feel so loved and and cared for being here and um, getting to be one of his students and. Um, high school ministry was really awesome and then you know meeting Matt Seja and you know everyone else and then getting really involved with Rich Teske he was like he was forming a prayer group um, when I first started coming here uh, for his uh, doctorate in ministry or whatever he was mm-hmm. he was doing it was like a research project thing mm-hmm. and you know I had no idea what it was what I was going to be doing I didn't know anyone else in the group but he put an email out about it I was like I'm just going to sign up for it and I'm going to do it. And then I met Gary Boss Chain through that, and me and him have built a really cool relationship after that, um, and then getting to meet a bunch of other people in that group. And, yeah, man, it's it's just so valuable, and it's it's amazing just to be part of a church who, who really does live out its values and um, loves one another and loves, you know, loves the community. So Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really encouraged about, <clears throat> the future of our church yeah me too as a whole i mean i think well we've seen even in just the last month like uh even since the last time a meet friend creek was recorded yeah. we've had like two young couples join our church yeah definitely and it's like wow yeah i don't i don't know i mean god god's doing all the work and yeah um you know i feel like i i can't explain it and i think that's Mm-hmm. That's a good thing because that just means God's moving and yeah. we're stepping out of the way. And so yeah. uh, I'm I'm really excited to see what happens in this place the next five to ten years. And, yeah, me uh, too. I think it's really cool too just the way that you've kind of came in and added so much value to the church, you know, in terms <laughs> of stuff like this. Like when I started coming here, um, you know, the church was great, but I feel like in the day and age that we're living in, just technology and, and um, you know, Facebook and YouTube and all that stuff can be used to reach so many more people. And, you know, we've seen that ever since we started recording our, our services and doing stuff like this. And so, 
yeah, I think that's something that we're really going to see grow and expand over the next few years, um, which will really help us grow the, the congregation as well and, and reach reach a lot of people we might not have ever thought we could. Yeah. So, man. So. <clears throat> Dude. Yeah. So this has been a great episode. I know. You were so nervous, but it. it's also one of those things when I know, you get I was. into it. I was like... I didn't. I had no expectations. Obviously, I've listened to other episodes, but I had no expectations. Yeah. So it's cool though, just to have a conversation. And when you get into it, it, it yeah. starts to. That's how it always is. Yeah, it gets it gets easier. It feels well, a lot. Yeah. Thanks for joining the show, Josh. Yeah, and, appreciate it. Uh, let me tell you, if you're listening and you need a golf buddy, you need <laughs> uh, you need somebody to join your team in a scramble or something. This is your guy. <laughs> this is your guy. Hey. Appreciate it. Hey, church, thanks for listening in. Grace, peace. We'll see you soon. Well, thanks for listening to our show, Meet Fern Creek. I want to encourage you to download our Fern Creek Christian Church app today, available on the App Store and on Google Play. You can worship with us this Sunday at 845, 10, or 1115. See you there.